Welcome everyone to the edition, uh, this edition of Haral Banon Ohve Torah Daf Yomi Kles. Today's Daf is uh, dedicated for the Yorzad Mrs. Frida Esses, Frida Batsara, generously donated by the Esses family in loving memory of their dear mother. We're, we're taking, we're picking up where we left off on Daf Lamed Het Amur Bet, four lines from the bottom. Uh, we're discussing um, cooked vegetables. Mativ Rav Yosef, Rav Yitzchak Bar Shmuel. Rav Yitzchak Bar Shmuel asked the question. These vegetables that a person can fulfill his obligation with on the night of Pesach, Yosef you could be Yosef with them, and with their stalks. But you cannot pickle them and use them. You can't have pickled maror and say, okay, I'm good. You can't boil them. And you can't cook them. Okay? Stood or cooked. Right? And if you think that it keeps its own baracha, which was one of the opinions we taught before. Shlukin amailo, then why can't you just stew them and they'll be fine? Answer well, no. Shani hatam debainan tam maror veleka. When it comes to maror as well, that's a different case because when it comes to maror, your the chachamim require us to have tam maror. You have to have the taste of maror, and if you boil it, you won't have the taste of maror. Bottom line of Lamed Chet Amur Bet. We had a previous case where Rabbi Yochanan was spotted eating a salted olive and making a beracha before and afterwards. And we were trying to bring a proof, if you remember, that since salted olives or pickled olives are like cooked, we want to bring a proof that you see that it must be Hayats. We're going to ask a goof, it's like a goofa question. And we're saying, hey, you mentioned that he made a beracha on a pickled olive. Once you took out the pit, it's less than the required size. And therefore, if it's less than a kezayit, how can you make a beracha on something that's less than a kezayit? We know that in order to make a beracha you need to have a kezayit. Hear the question? Mm-hmm. Oh, answers the Gemara. Welcome, Ralph. Amalei told him, Mi savrit kazayit gadol ba'inan. Do you think that when we said you need a kazayit, it means a big kazayit? And therefore, if you pop it out, it's not a big kazayit? Nah. Kazayit benoni ba'inan. When we say you need a kazayit, when it has to be the size of an olive, it doesn't have to be the size of a big olive. It has to be the size of a medium olive. The one that Rabbi Yochanan was eating was a jumbo olive. So without the pit, it's good. Right? The Afal Gav, that even though the Shakla Ligarinte, even though we took out its jumbo pit, Pashto Shoret still left us with a Shi'ur of, of a medium olive. How do we know that the size of a, of a Kazayit has to be a medium sized olive size and not a big sized olive size? The Tanan. Zayit Shamru, this Zayit that the rabbis said, Lo Katan, is not kado, not small. This is a Mishnah, I believe, in Kelim. Uh, 
It's not a small one. Not a big one. rather a middle one. aguri, and this is the zayit that they call the aguri zayit. The Amar of Abhu, Rabbi Abhu says, Lo aguri shemo. They don't call it aguri. El avruti shemo. The Amri and others say, No, samrusi shemo. They call it samrusi. The Lamanikrash shemo aguri. So the real name is sarusi. Then why do they call it samrusi? Then why do they call it aguri? Why shishmano agur betocho? Because it's a big olive with plenty of oil bottled up inside it. Agur is to be bottled. Uh, so, just as an aside, this is uh, the source of what we have now, that when you need to eat a kazait, it's really only a kazait benoni. Nowadays, when we tell you, if you didn't eat a full ounce, we say that you don't make berachah haronah, that is a stricter opinion, assuming that the zayits in the days of the, of the Gemara were bigger than our kazites. But if you go with it, if you go with, and some rabbis actually do go with this, there are some rabbis who actually say, "No, what are you talking about? Measure the olives that you have nowadays, and go with the middle sized olive, uh, a full middle sized olive with a bit, and that should be the thing." Uh, others are stricter. There's Tzlach, there's other rabbis who are strict. But this, this Gemara is the source of it. That it actually is not even a big olive. It's a medium olive. But we're, we're presuming that that medium olive was really a bigger size. Okay? Back to our Gemara. Now we have a very, very uh, scary type story about Moreh Halacha B'Fnei which already we had other, um, other Gemarot that didn't sound so exciting. And this Gemara is even less exciting about Moreh Says the Gemara. Let's presume at this statement about cooked vegetables is similar to the machloket between two Tanaim. Now the two Tanaim that we're talking about here are the two Tanaim who are sitting in front of Bar Kapara. Bar Kapara is a famous Tana. Okay? And he had two students who are also Tanaim, just like him. Let's assume it's like the, these two Tanaim. There were these two students who were sitting in front of Bar Kapara. They brought in front of them some kruv, which is cabbage. Cabbage or mountain spinach? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountain spinach. Right? Anyone's hungry? We, we have uh, other stuff here. Right? So they brought some krub, some cabbage, and durma skin, and durma skin, and they brought partridge meat. They brought pragiot. Pragiot are meat of a bird. So that's, that, 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 that was dinner that day. Natan bar barech. Bar told one of the students, Fadalu, you make the bracha. That was dangerous. Kafatz, he jumped. Ubarech al pragiot. And he made a bracha on the pragiot. Now, I believe the word kafatz indicates jumping because the proper protocol would have been to ask the rabbi which bracha you want me to make first. Do you want me to first make a bracha on the chicken or first on the cabbage or the dunmaskin? Dunmaskin, we say here, is mountain spinach. Yes. So, he right away was, doesn't look like he was a big fan of mountain spinach 
or cabbage, and he jumped up and he said, I'll take the meat, thank you. And he made a beracha on the meat without asking the rabbi what to make a beracha on. Legleg alav chavero. His friend mocked him in front of the rabbi. Now, mocking someone in front of the rabbi is not so good. Okay? Ka'as bar kapara. Bar kapara started getting mad. Amar, and he said, Lo ani koes. I'm not angry at the blesser, meaning the, the rabbi who made the beracha. I'm upset at the guy who made fun. The mocker. Why? Because he says, If your friend is like a guy who never tasted meat in his life, and that's why he's jumping to have meat, because he's so poor, he doesn't have money, and he needs meat. What right do you have to mock him? Then he comes back. And he says, I'm not upset at the Malagleg. Rather, I'm upset at the blesser. Why? We're going to see, change it. We're going to see from the Mahasha in a minute what exactly happened. And he says, Even if there's no wisdom, isn't there somebody who's older and wiser? Meaning, even if you don't think I'm such a big rabbi, I'm definitely older than you, you should ask me what to do first. How can we not ask? Tana, it was learned in the Beraita, Vishnem Lohotziu Shnatan. The two of them didn't make it through the year. Whoa, they didn't make it through the year. They died. Okay. Now, uh, of course, Mordei Halakha B'fnei is a heavy thing. Uh, we've, we've, what's the specific we, definition? Reciting a halakha? Arguing? What's the... Well, you would have to look at these stories over here. They, they hear none of them really recited a halakha. Uh, one of them, one of them actually uh, called out. The other one did. But I just want to tell you what the Mahasha says about the story. According to the Mahasha, why does the rabbi say, Chazar, he came back and he said, I'm all really upset about the other guy. So it seems like, according to the Mahasha, what the story was that, that he got up and he says, I'm upset at the Malagleg. I'm upset at the Makar. Right? Because what are you mocking for? And the mocker says, I wasn't mocking him because he had the wrong bracha. I was mocking him because he didn't ask you. That's what the mashah explains. And since he says, I'm mocking him, he didn't ask you, then he turned around, that's Chazai, he came back and says, I'm upset at you, why didn't you ask? You should have asked. So the rabbi didn't realize that first? That it, this person he thought, it sounds like the rabbi would have realized that, it sounds like the rabbi didn't realize what he was laughing at. And despite that, neither of them, neither of them made it through the year. And the Gemara is making it sound like they were Tanaim. Because the Gemara is now going to start defending why each one made the Melchah. They weren't just guys jumping. Each one had a reason. So it's a heavy thing. It's definitely a heavy Gemara. And uh, I don't have much that I could uh, soften the blow over here. Okay. So now, says the Gemara, that's the end of the story. Let's now, let's now let's analyze the story. My love, let's presume, I am now, uh, the first one line is Shnatan, they didn't finish their year, first one line is Shnatan, about halfway down, Lama Tenamadav, a little, little less than halfway down. My love, let's presume, let's presume that the following was the underlying reason why they disagreed on what goes first in the Barachot. The Mor Savar, uh, hold on. The blesser thought both cooked vegetables and pragit and the chicken 
because vegetables, when you cook them, they become shakol. And the pragit is shakol anyway, because that's, that's what chicken, you make shakol and chicken. Hilkach, therefore, if they're both shakol, habib adif, so I should make it what I like better, and there's nothing better than chicken. So he had the chicken, and he made a bit of the chicken first. That's the theory of, we're assuming that was the theory of the blesser. Umalagleg sabar, and the marker thought, shlakot, the vegetables, bore pri adama. Adama, even though they cook two kids, they're still Adama, he's assuming. And the Pragit and the chicken, Shakol, you have it at all. Hilkach, therefore, Piradif, therefore, when you have Shakol and you have vegetables, vegetables, make the Adama first. And that's why he mocked. He's mocking him because what are you making in the Shakol first? Everyone knows that the vegetables go first. And that's the machokin. So therefore, this thing that we were talking about before, whether shlakot keep their benacha or not, it's not just us. Even Tanaim argued about this thing. Look, the the the, the blesser and the mocker were probably arguing about the same machokin that we've been talking about for the last Amud. Answer the Quran, no, no. Nah, you misunderstood that. Don't presume that that's what they were arguing about. Look, the cool alma, everyone agrees. Welcome, Joey. The cool alma give this young man uh, a gemara and hope and help him out. <coughs> the cool alma, everyone agrees. Shlakot upragit shakol niyabedvaro. Everyone agrees that both shlakot uh, and pragit are shakol, which means I mean the pragit is obviously chicken is shakol. No, you don't need any help for that. But everyone really holds that the shlakot are shakol. They're arguing about the following logic. One of them says, when you have two shakol things, what should you pick first? Pick what you like the best. That's the blesser. The blesser figured that. The other rabbi says, pick cabbage. Design quotes cabbage satiates. Mm. Mm. That's an interesting thing. One word of thunk. One would have thunk that chicken is a little more satiating, but I, I don't know what kind of chicken this is. Okay? Amr, so therefore, we said, who said you can't presume that your machloket tanaim is the same as theirs? Maybe they agreed on the berachah of the shlakot, and they're just arguing about what in the shakol goes first. Amr Abizera, Abizera says, Ki avinan ber avhuna, when we were by avhuna, Amr Lan, he said the following to us, Hani garglidi delifta, these types of beets, radishes, what are they saying over there? Radish, huh? turnips. Priminu prima rava, if you chop them up into big pieces, then the blessing is prima zucha, if you make them into small pieces, then it's shakol, you break them so small, now they became shakol. That's what people used to think. However, vichiata and the bed of when we got to the Buddha, Amarlan, he told us, no. Idi vi idi, both of them, bore peri adama. Why are they chopping up so much? In order to sweeten it. Seems like when you cut it up smaller, it uh, takes away the sharpness of it and makes it uh, less harsh. Um, we have uh, Cook's Ralph, let me know if that's true. Amar Rabbi Ashi, Rabbi Ashi says. Okay, probably different terms. Okay. Amar Ashi. Ki avinan bear of Kahana. When we were buyer of Kahana, Amar Lan, he used to say, Tavshila de Silka, when you have a beet juice, the loma fishimbiokimcha, where they don't put too much flour in it, then it's bore pri adama. You make adama on it. 
the lifter, but if you have a one made out of lifter, lifter is turnip. If you have a turnip one, right? We had turnips before. The lifter, thank you so much. The ma- uh, I lost my place. The lifter, the mafshi will do it. Right, fair. If you put a lot of it, then boyim is a lot. The hadamer then he changes his mind. They're both Adama. Why do they put so much Kimcha in it? They do it to make it thicker. But they're really not, it's really not a main item, and therefore the Kimcha is not going to make it Mizonot. So here we have a lear- this is a very, very important halacha that some people use for licorice. Um, the halacha is by licorice, guys, that some rabbis say that licorice is Mizonot because. It's got flour, and like we said before, the rule of Rav and Shmuel, that Rav and Shmuel say that anything that has in it from the five grains is automatically mizonot. And since licorice has in it from the five grains, should be mizonot. Others point to this Gemara, and they say, just like you see in this particular soup over here, that both rabbis agreed that since the flour is only added bouquet, only to make it stick together better, but it wasn't considered, it wasn't a necessary ingredient. We wouldn't care if it was flour or as cornstarch. We're just trying to make it get together. Therefore, the flour is not a necessary item. And then they'll say a shakol and licorice. So it's interesting how this, this actual gimana that we're learning, where even though it seems like an arcane topic and something that we have nothing to do with, is actually plays through in a halakhic decision daily. A soup, we said that if you say, we're going to see in a second that cooked items, cooked soups, are very often going to take the beracha of the item that was cooked in it. Even and therefore, liquid? yes, even a liquidy soup, if it's thick enough, it'll take the beracha of the soup vegetable that was cooked in it in a second. We'll see that soon. Let's see the Gemara. Avida. Amar of Chasta. First, we're going to learn Amar of Chasta about 14 lines from the bottom. Amar of Chasta. Tavshil Shil Tradin. If you have a cooked item made out of beets, Yafel Lelev. If I say the wrong uh, vegetables, please correct me for those who are art scrolling. Yafel Lelev. It's good for the heart. V'tov le'enayim. It's also good for your eyes. V'koshken le'bnei me'ayin. It's all certainly good for your intestines. I mean, that's wonderful for that. What's the actual thing you're talking about? Uh, I think beets. Beets. Cooked beets. Cooked beets uh, are wonderful. Okay. Amar abaye. V'hu diativ abet feh. That's if you put it on the fire. V'avid tuchtuch. And it goes tuchtuch. Which means... That it's got to make some noise while it's popping on the fire. You can't just be, not cook boiling. it. Boiling. Not boiling. You boil it, and then when boil it goes poop, poop, yeah. poop. When you boil it, make noise? So fine. I don't know. I guess so. Sounds like roasting it. Hmm? It's, it's like tea. It bubbles up. Not for soya. Beats run down. Okay. Amara papa. Pshitali. It's simple to me. This is the law that um, Ralph was asking about. Maya de silka. Water of silic. Kisilka has the same law as silic. You know what silic is? Silic. What is it? No, it's not celery. Silic. Not a spare. Silic is a beets, according to the. 
Some want to claim it's beets. We don't know. We think we we understand it as leak. I think we have it as leak. So leak water is like leak. Umaye de lifta and lifta water. Lifta is flour. No, no turnip water. Kilifta is lifta. So if you boil turnips, the water of the turnips the same bracha as the turnip, and the water of the leak, even though they took out the leak. Wow. Umaye de shlaki. And water of all vegetables mixed in it. It's like all the vegetables. So the water, when you boil it up, the water takes the taste of the vegetables. And now by having the, the, the water, you're going to make the berakha like you would have made on the vegetables. Basically soup. Just eating the water. That's Even soup. if just having the soup, correct. Wow. Why is it not like olive oil or date? So hold on, hold on. We gotta, we're, on, we're on camera here. Hold on a second. One second. Yeah. Pink. Okay. Bye, Rapapa. Rapapa says... Maya de shifta. My. If you have water of shifta, what's the law? Now, shifta is dill, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay. avidi. When they put it into the water, are they doing it to add flavor? Or are they doing it to take away the bad smell? It seems like dill has two ways. It could add its flavor to the, to the, the food. And dill is also very good at removing a bad zuhama, a bad sweat of an item. So we want to know, when you, put, you boil up dill, what is it doing? Is it to add taste or to take away zuhama? Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. Hashevet, when you put dill, once it gives the taste of the kedera, once it gave its taste, the actual dill is not tiruma anymore. Meaning, if I had truma dill, okay, everyone's with me? I have dill that's tiruma. Now, I have to be very careful with tiruma to treat it with the proper respect of tiruma, and I can't cause anything to happen to it. So let's say I have dill of tiruma, and I put it into the pot to make out of the pot some uh, stuff, to, to, to give, make some soup out of it. Once the dill gave its taste to the soup, it no longer, says the Mishnah, it no longer has the special tenuma status that you have to take care of it anymore. It already gave its taste, chalas. It's, it's over, okay? Now, and it doesn't become tamet but what do we see? Shmamine, we see from here, we see that the purpose of the dill was to make it, was to give taste, not just to take away the, the zuhama, not just to take away the bad smell, it's actually there to do it, and therefore, we're going to say that the, the we're going to say that the, the water of the dill is going to be Adama. Shmamina. Amar Barashi. Now we have a new subject over here. Okay, we are now Four lines from the bottom of Daf Lamited Amudal. Says the Gemara. Amar Barashi. Pat Tsinuma Bekara. If you have bread that is broken up at the bottom of a tray. So they have bread at the bottom of the tray. Mivarachin Aleha Hamotzi. The right Badakha is Hamotzi. Now, when we say the Badakha is Hamotzi, you really need to see Toso to understand what the Gemara's question is. <coughs> The Gemara's question is not really whether or not it's hamotzi. We know it's hamotzi. The question is, can you make a hamotzi on broken bread that's broken up in the bottom of a tray, which people like it because I guess there's something in the tray that makes it tasty, but 
Are you allowed to make a berachah on this broken bread? Or do you have to make a berachah on a whole bread in the place of that? That's the real question here. Now, the berachah beracha is hamotzi is really, according to Tosfot, that's really not in question over here. The actual question is, what, are you allowed to make a blessing on a broken piece? Or the, these Rabbi broken... Rabbi, 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 I'm sorry? Ta-da. Okay. He says, you're allowed to make hamotzi. He's arguing on Rebchia. Rebchia says, you got to finish your beracha with the bread, which means that when you have the bread in front of you, you have to crack that bread and break the bread at the same time that you finish the beracha. And therefore, he's not going to allow you to make a beracha on the pot sinuma because that's already broken and he needs you to break the bread at the, at the conclusion of the beracha. Says the Gemara, Matkif la Rava, so Rava asked him a question, Maishna sinuma delo. Why don't you let to make a bracha on sinuma? Mishum dechikalia bracha aprusa kakalia? Because when you finish the bracha, you're doing it on a broken piece of bread? Alpat nami, on bread too. Kika gamra, when you finish it. Aprusa gamra, you finish it on a, on a broken piece as well. Turn the page. Ela amarava, rather, Rava says, Mivarech, make the bracha. Finish the beracha while it's whole. I disagree with this rabbi who says that you finish the beracha at the same time while you're cracking it. No, finish the beracha on a whole one. And then you'll break the bread. Make sure you finish on whole because it's improper to make a beracha on something that's cracked. If you have something that's whole, it's much more considered much more hashubi to make a beracha on that. And according to rabbi, rabbi is claiming that. You should make sure your whole bracha, even lechem, min, ha'aretz, when you say the word ha'aretz, it should still be old. Don't tell me that my ha'aretz should already be cracking. No, I make sure that, that the bread stays whole throughout the entire completion of the bracha. Another rabbi wanted to crack it before that. Right, and there was, so Rav saying, if you let me crack it before, and then what's the difference than patsinu Right, so it should be so you should make a, you should you be able you be able you be able to make hamotzi on pot with sinuma as well, okay? Okay. Uh, are you are you okay, Isaac? Uh, I, I just want to add that add on for all our listening uh, people online that Yair has added a point in point that if a person goes to a restaurant and he decides he wants to wash on bread and you walk over to the let your dime sink and they have those little tiny pieces of bread that have all the pe- people's dripping. Um, uh, drip, water dripping from the hands yeah, on him, right? And it's sometimes stale. And you want to say, "Oh, I want to make hamotzi this way. I could talk the whole time." So you're gonna great. T- you're gonna take a piece of those bread, and you're gonna make a barakah on that. He, that's not really so good because since you have good bread on the table, a full roll on the table, you're not really supposed to make a barakah on that thing. Yeah. Besides the fact that you have to put ten fingers on the bread, and it's quite a feat to get all ten fingers on uh, one of those small little pieces. Okay, back over here. Says the Gemara. <coughs> Top line of Daflamater Amurbet. Nahardai Avdi Kirabchia. Virabanan Avdi Kiraba. 
in the Hardai, which is uh, a town, they would follow Rabbi Chia, they would make Barakha and Patsinuah Bakara. Rabbi Anan, Avini, Kirab, Rabbi Anan would do like Rabbi, they wouldn't do it. Amar Avina, Amar Liem, my mother told me, Abuch, your dad, Abuch is Aramaic for your dad, Abuch, your dad, Abid Kirabchia, he would follow Rabchia, the Amar Rabchia, Sarich Shetechle Beracha Im Apat, when he would make Beracha, he would finish the Beracha as he's breaking the bread. Ravanan, but the rabbis, Avdi Kiraba, they did like Rava and they would finish the Beracha on the whole bread. Vihilchita Kirava, Dama Mavarech, Vahakach Bosaiya. Okay? So ending off like Rava, that you should end off your Beracha, and then finally at the end, you break the bread. Okay. Now we go back to our Itmar. Itmar. If they bring in front of people a little piece, a broken piece, Vishlamim in a whole piece. Amar Avhuna. Avhuna says, Mevarech. Hold on. Avhuna says, Mevarechim al You break up. Make a berachah on the broken pieces, and you'll cover the big pieces. Rabbi Yochanan says, "It's better to do with the big one." Says the Gemara. But if you have a broken one which is made out of wheat, and a full one which is inferior barley, which is inferior, then what? Everyone agrees. So, everyone agrees it's better to make on the wheat bread to cover the barley if the be, be, even if it's broken because everyone likes that better. That's what we're saying here. Okay, but this actually is a machloket. How do we know? Of course, we have a mishnah about onions about taking tenuma on onions, which seems to be about the same very same thing. It says, Tormim batsal katan shalem. If you have to separate tenuma, Sam Jamur is coming for some tenuma, and you have to give him a tenuma from your onions. So, Tormim batsal katan shalem. It's better to give him a smaller, less good, whole onion. Avalo chatsi batsal gadol. Don't give him half of a big one. I disagree. Rabbi Yudah says, Rather, give him half of the large one. My love, let's presume, that's their argument, the same thing. That the rabbi who says half of the big one says, oh, give him the chashuv, it's more chashuv to give half of the big one. And the other Tana who says the small one says, I'd rather give a whole, just like you should make a bracha on a whole bread, he would agree that you make a barakah on a whole barley bread. And the other rabbi, who says you take the half of the of the big onion, ho- holds like the rabbi who says, like we said, that you should make a barakah on the wheat sliced bread. They seem to mesh beautifully. So let's presume that these rabbis are really arguing with the machloket from the Mishnah and Tirumah. Says the Gemara, no, 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 not necessarily. When Sam Jamur is actually there, and therefore the Kohen is present at the time, uh, then, then, everyone agrees, give him the big, large, half onion, because he's there and nothing will happen to it. 
When do they argue? When there's no Kohen to get it right away. So we're separating it only in order to eat the rest of the stuff because we're forbidden from eating the rest of the food till we separate it. Now, we don't have to actually give it to Sam right away. He could be somewhere else. We'll separate it and we'll give it to him some other time. Now, if you're doing that, that's where the Machloket is. We learned, when there's a Kohen there, give him the nicest one. There's no Kohen there, you should give him something that lasts longer. And if you down, no. Always give the nicest one. So the machlokin is, since the coin's not there, one rabbi is saying, oh, give him the longer lasting one. And if you is saying, no, even if the coin's not there, give him the nicest one because you want to separate the nicest one. If he comes or not, that's not your problem. That's the machlokin. Okay, therefore, we can say it's the same thing and therefore not a problem. Now, Amar of Nachman by Yitzchak. If you're Yeresh you should cover both of them. Which means, you should be able to eat both of them. Umanu, who was Yeresh HaMayim? Mor Baravina, the son of Ravina. Why? The Mor Baravina, Maniach Perusa Betoch Shalimah. In any time he had this situation, where you have one that's nice, and one that's, one that's a whole, the other one that's larger, what would he do? He would take the broken one, and put it in the whole one, and make a Rechah, the two of them together. And this way, he covers both bases. You like the larger one? I hate the larger one. You like the whole one? I hate the whole one. I put them both together. We're talking about here lafas, right? And you could just fold one and put it in the other one, right? So I take a, I have a big broken lafa and a small full lafa. No problem. I take one lafa, put it in the other lafa. Hamotzi lechemar, rip them both together, dip it in the salt, eat it both together. Yereshamayim covered both pieces. Good for Okay. Now. Well, it's not talking about giving to the mouth. I'm sorry? About, it's about eating, not giving to the mouth. Yeah, no, no, no. Eating, the same idea. Sim- similar idea. No, but here, the, when you put one or the other, it's talking about eating, yes. One of the bright when we say it's a Amora whose job it is to quote bright Okay? Because otherwise, uh, you wouldn't be in front of Abnachma Yitzhak who's an Amora. Right, there's no Tanaim around. Rabbi Kiva is not around when Rabbi Yitzchak is talking. It's a there was a, a certain guy they would call him the Tana, and his job it was to repeat bright thoughts because bright thoughts are not written anywhere. He would repeat them, so they call him the Tana. So Tani Tana Kamei Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, a certain Tana quoted bright in front of Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, and he said the following: Put the broken in the big in the hole and make a beracha. Right. Amalei told him, Mashim Shemecha, Shemachim told the Tana, What's your name? Amalei Shalman. He says, My name is Shalman. Amalei told him, Shalom Ata, you are Shalom, because your name is Shalom, Vishlema Mishratecha, and your Mishnah is complete. Shesamta Shalom, because you made peace, Benatamidim, between the rabbis, because now everyone's happy. When you do that, everyone's happy. Amara Papa. On Pesach, when it comes to making Hamosi on the night of the Seder, then everyone agrees that you take the, the whole matzah, you put it with the broken one, and you make the beracha. Why? Because over there, everyone wants you to make it on the broken one because it says lechem oni, a poor man's bread. And since it has to be poor man's bread, broken pieces look more like poor man's bread 
Yes, but when we make the Mosi Matzah, we do them both together. That's just like this Gemara. Amar Abba, Rab Abba says, Uba Shabbat. And another thing about breaking bread, when it comes to Shabbat, you have to make a bracha on two chali breads. Right. Why? Because it says, Hashem sent you double bread. And therefore, you should always make sure to have two chalas. Or two pitas, or whatever you guys like to do. Lafas, I don't care what you do. Amar of Ashi, of Ashi says, Chazina Leila of Kahana. I once saw of Kahana, did not get tarti, ubatse hada. He took two breads, but he only broke one. Rosera, have batza akula shiruta. Rosera, when he would break the bread on Shabbat, he would make sure to give everyone a big enough piece that was enough for them to eat for the whole meal. He wouldn't just give these tiny pieces of Rosera. He would make sure to give everyone a big enough piece. It was enough for them to handle the whole meal. The guy looked like a jahash. Meaning, he looks like he's uh, eating who knows what. You give him enough for the whole meal. told him back, Since he only does this on Shabbat, now he's doing it, but he doesn't do it every day. Therefore, he doesn't look like a jahash. Okay? Rav Ash, so it looks like Kavot Shabbat. If you do it every, if you do it every day, yeah, he looks like a big uh, hush. But if it's uh, if you only do it on Shabbat, it looks like more Kavot Shabbat, and that's fine. You want, it's more Kavot Shabbat to give a bigger piece to people than the, the, than to be worried about how people look at you. Rav Ami, Rav Asi, Havimitrami, Lerifta de Uba. They had eruv bread, right? People would put the eruv by them, and they had the bread. They would make the next day hamotzi on them. Amri, they said, why would they want to use the Eru bread? They said, Since we did one mitzvah with this bread by making the Eruv, we'll make another mitzvah with it. Okay, we are going to stop right here exactly at the bottom of Lamatet Amorbet, and we'll now go for our review in a second. Okay. So, we start off with a statement from Rabbi Huda, who say that uh, vegetables that you would say on Pesach, you have to make sure that they're not pickled. And we said that you can, uh, if they say the same beracha, why can't you use them? We said, no, there you need the tam maror, and since the tam maror is gone, that's why you don't have to use it. But it's not necessarily that a proof that cooked vegetables change the beracha. Now we ask the question about shiurim. We said, how could Rabbi Yochanan make a berakha on a salted olive if there's no shiur? And we answered, no. He was eating a jumbo olive, which still left the shiur. After you popped out the pit, there was still a shiur. That was the second thing we said. Then we try to say that the two students of Bar Kapara, who were doomed to die because of Moreh Halakha B'Fener that they were arguing about the very Halakha, whether or not cooked vegetables keep the berakha or not. And that's why one said that you make the, uh, the make a berakha on the cabbage first, and the other guy said make a berakha on the chicken first. Because the one who says you make a berakha on the cabbage was saying that the cabbage is at the bar. And the other rabbi was saying, no, the chicken is, the cabbage is shakol because it's boiled. And the chicken is more desirable. It's more desirable, so it goes first. And we said, no, not necessarily. Uh, it, doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be that that's what they were arguing about. 
Um, it could be that they both hold the, the boil the shakol, and they're arguing what comes first, what you like better, or what more, what's more zan, what's more sustenance. Then we have the story with the turnip beans. Uh, was it uh, adam, larger adama, smaller shakol? Uh, then we said no, they're both, they're both adama because the small turnip was only cut up so it gets sweeter. Uh, we said the cooked beet dish. It depends if it has a lot of flour. It's it's adama. And if it's a little, no, a lot of flour, it's mizanot, little flour, adama. Till Rav Kana said they're both adama, because the flour were just used to stick, that's why we brought in the licorice and the Twizzlers over there. Rav Kana spoke about cooked beets, and he said it's good for the heart and the eyes, and digestive tract, everyone, is go, people are going to buy stock and beets now. Abaya said that that's only if it was um, made with on a stove, making a Sound okay now, uh, Rapapa said that beet soup is adama, and the same thing is all vegetables. So, the soup takes on the characteristics of the vegetable that was boiled in it. Okay, then we had where pat tsinuba we say hamotzi, but the question was, is it hamotzi? Can I make hamotzi on that, or I have to take on a whole piece of bread? and he, there was machlok whether you have to finish a beracha on a whole one or finish the beracha on a broken one. Some rabbis said it has to be on the whole. Some rabbis said it has to be on the broken. It was back and forth. Who went like this? This one went like that. And then the halacha was like rava that you should always have a full piece of bread. Now, if you bring bread in front of people, you have a whole and a broken one. And the whole one is smaller than the broken one. What should you do? Like, let's say you have, that's the classic case of the one that Ralph brought. Let's say you're on Shabbat, and you have whole pitas, or huge broken chali. Your pitas are tiny, a heke, a little eye to take two pitas like that at the table uh, with ten people. But on the other hand, I have a big one, which is, which broken. is broken. What should I use? So, some say the whole bread, some say the broken one, but if you want to cover the, all your bases, take the broken and, and the whole one, put them together, you cover the things. The rabbi who said that was Shalman, and Shalman Mishmatecha, and he was nice because he made Shalom, he tried to cover all the bases at all times. Um, then we had a thing by Tinuma, also by Tinuma, should you give him a, we wanted to say that the machloka with the onions was a similar machloka, we said no, not necessarily, machloka with the onion was whether or not the one that is going to last longer, a small onions that's not sliced, lasts longer than a sliced one. So that was a question, whether or not you should do that if the Kohen is not in front of you. Then we said, when it comes to Pesach, you always have to put the matzah inside the whole, broken the whole one. Over there, it's not because you're trying to make shalom. It's only because there's a special thing of lechem only that you're supposed to have broken bread, because that's more poor man's bread. Then on Shabbat, we need two breads because of lechem mishneh. And... They, so it was a machloka whether or not you should st- take off when you at the Shabbat table, should you give a big piece of bread for the whole meal because maybe that looks like you are a wahash. wahash but it's some okay say it's okay that's okay if you only do it on Shabbat because everyone knows you're doing it for the Chor Shabbat and not because you can't get enough food. Baruch Amen.